Welcome to the Workplace of the Future cast. I'm your host, Leo Plaza, and this is not your typical podcast. Make sure to hold on to something because we're going to travel deep into the future of workplaces. Enjoy! And there we are, actually, like, we've been working so, like, for a little while now. When did you move to Australia and why? I moved to Australia in 2017. Uh, okay, not long ago. Not too long ago. Uh, primarily to do my master's in business administration, majoring in entrepreneurship and innovation management. So I graduated in 2019, in March, and then uh, and in 2018, November, I joined uh, Quality Management Australia. Yeah. Um, and I've been working since, I mean, of course, I've got previous years, ex- years of experience abroad, but I've uh, started working in the space of implementing compliance since working with Terry because while I used to do a lot of job descriptions and you know induction manuals and handbooks and competencies and job descriptions it has been a bit different now yeah so in the space that it's more compliant based so okay. making sure that the quality standards are adhered to within the respective uh, employees within the organization or even from an information security perspective, what is the requirements from the standards perspective that needs to be implemented as well. So what you do is being more adjusting to basically changes in the business. In the business and in the world, you know, like yeah. how the world's changing. So that's all at the USC in the Sunshine Coast? Yes. Okay. Coast, yeah. yeah, nice. Which is what similar to no, we met at a networking event in the Surf Club of Alex. Alex Surf Club, that's correct. Okay. Uh, when we were doing some networking. Yeah. And so you saw me, I saw you, and then something obviously clicked, and then here we are, I guess. Yeah. Um, so what would you then say is your area of like expertise, what you like, or, or what you like to work with the most? You were so, mentioning... Well, compliance has definitely... Uh, my passion goes on business process improvement. Yeah. So anything that the business does, yeah. regardless of systems or non-systems, physical or computerized, anything that enables businesses to improve uh, that's where my passion lies that, well, that's what makes you tick yeah like, that makes me tick gives you joy to help a business which is what we i mean we have like we've engaged with you engaged with you guys to do our ims it stands for um, integrated management system and we've seen some huge change changes in in our systems and improvements so okay so that's your niche no okay yeah. that's but, what i can see makes you smile and yeah <laughs> So how do you come across then? We were talking when we, we went to get a coffee um, about something that you wanted to bring up because you find that it's important is cybersecurity, which yeah. as soon as you said that, I was like, wow, yeah, it's so true because definitely, you know, even ourselves, we've gone from using maybe a couple apps to now we have like a 10, 15 different apps, you know, like Loom, Teams, um, many different Microsoft apps, Apple apps, Zero, and you know, that from different companies, Facebook and all the social media ones, that's like a, a, a ton of them. So they're all from different companies, from different sources. So I can definitely see how cybersecurity is going to play a role in the future where your data is just everywhere. So is that something that, yeah, what, and you've been doing a bit of um, mentoring on, on cybersecurity on LinkedIn. We'll probably obviously post your um, show your, your profile, the, the sort of things, and I can see that as a lot of engagement. People like actually like what you, you're sharing. So, so yeah, t- let's talk about that because I think that's you know in the podcast we wanted to explore the 
and find out what the workplace of the future is. And that's my, my kind of my goal and I want to show that to the audience. So how does that look like in the, you know, regarding cybersecurity in the future? So definitely when we talk about cybersecurity, it's part of information security. And to start with, I would always say prevention is better than cure because cure is almost next to impossible. And expensive. <laughs> very, very expensive and very painful for businesses, particularly, I mean, when you work with small to medium sized companies or even large companies, you don't want your data to be breached with criminals who use that data and ask for ransom because you never know whether you're going to get it back. So prevention is definitely better and that includes uh, creating awareness training sessions within the business for employees that they understand that you know when you're logging in you have the responsibility to make sure that the data that is there you do not share it with anybody and you have systems and structures in place in order to make sure that that does not happen because and that's when I say systems and structures because that's prevention against yeah, cure. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you cannot cure it, but you can certainly have that steps in place in order to make sure that you've got everything intact. So part of my LinkedIn, like you mentioned, the LinkedIn uh, session that I did, the workshop I did, it was certainly around the essential aid, which is a cyber framework that has been issued by the government, and we and part of the business that we implement is conducting an audit in information security area yeah. and providing that gap analysis report for them to implement and I usually start with small businesses on essential aid because that's the basic requirement for any given business yeah and for businesses like I mean for me I, I see this and I go because I usually what I do when I sign up to a new app or a new application or anything on Facebook I don't have the time to read this terms and conditions. I just go, yeah, yeah, the quicker the better for me. So what would you say that um, us, you know, BC entrepreneurs, business owners, any advice for like, you know, us when we're looking for apps or what would be the advice, what to look for sort of thing? So realistically speaking, you would want to make sure what is the logs they're keeping. So cyber logs, like privacy logs, what type of information they're using. So is it just your email address, which is, sort of important and your business name or is it just your email address so for example let's take a good example of easy vpn sorry express vpn yeah that express vpn does not keep logs of your where you went and what you did what is express vpn i'm actually not i don't know if many people so it's know virtual private network so it basically ghosts you out on the web oh so yeah okay yeah, so which is actually quite popular now like they're selling these um, yeah. To keep your passwords and like it's all like, is that what you mean? Like no, so it does not map you that you are in Australia. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might give you anywhere in the world. So if I have to see the good side about the cyber space is that, for example, Netflix. Mm. You know, you can actually access with the VPN. You can actually access UK and US. US okay, yeah. Anywhere Obviously, around the world, yeah. whatever you want to watch. Yeah. It's, it, you know, because it ghosts you out. It does not say. The person is in Australia and used the Australian network, but you have to make sure that you know you've got compliance with uh, businesses that you know within the local context, but whether it's it's legal or not to use VPN. Like in Australia, it is legal to use VPN and it's recommended to use VPN mm. for to avoid that cyber attack. Because, like, for example, if we say one particular country is trying to attack um, another, they make sure that you know they, we don't know whether these are from Australia because cyber or information security breaches 
in, or in, uh, cyber incidences actually can bring an entire economy down. So, for yeah. example, if um, a bank, a federal bank or Federal Reserve is tapped mm. or the money is gone and you're yeah. looking at recession in the economy and major debt. Yeah, and like I mean, we hear it from the ATO every financial year and during the. Um, so it's actually it's a it's a real threat, and I, and I remember like maybe not so recent, so much recently, but the amount of like you see on the news, like and we actually did actually go in, uh, we looked at the news, and every day there's something happening, you know, cybersecurity, and I think it's gonna play a massive role in the workplace of the future where everything is virtual. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about the other day about like having people that outsource some of their labor to overseas. And the sort of a risk involved in that. So, in that area, like businesses, because this is happening and it's a reality. What what should they look out for when well, outsourcing? Well, you have to make sure the the VA that you're using, you've got. Uh, and this is regardless of whether you're working with uh, overseas, but usually you go into international laws when it comes to sharing that resource abroad, because that means they've got access to your information, they've got access, and you cannot know their environment that they're working mm. in and yeah. what are the conditions they're working under and what are the legislative requirements that they are working under. So yeah. for example, if you go with uh, a country that is communist, you, you've got little to no privacy usually. That, the, that, that's not across the board, but that's what it is. Yeah. But at the same time, um, and this is where you, know, you, you start dealing with international waters and you really would like to consider businesses that are local and people that are local. And I know, I understand from the perspective of new startups and small businesses that it's very expensive over here, but mm. perhaps the options are to negotiate and talk about it and consider the students or any, any other workforce that are actually looking for just a couple of hours to make some money. And and on a, you know, on a larger scale, you tell them, look, I've got a limited amount of workflow and work requirements, but I would love it if you do it for me because I'm looking for local. So yeah, okay, so like when looking for VAs, you would advise that like we go for a local VA yeah. that is like shortening, it's like making that, that risk smaller because yeah, you're not basically going to, loss. okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's a good advice actually because, yeah. Um, so I think area where, and that's in the news, so that's actually from, we have like a few incidents only today, um, the amount of cybersecurity issues, that's all from today, that's crazy. Yeah. So if you scroll down, um, there's obviously quite a few from today and even recent times that... Actually, in, November, in October, uh, the Treasure, the Immigration Department, they released that there was um, cyber incidences reported on infrastructure. Right. So if the infrastructure is being compromised, that means the economy of the country is being compromised because that means you're tapping into telecommunication, tapping into personal business information, there is a lot of compromise, so that's why it is sort of almost a necessity for mm. businesses within telecommunication and infrastructure area to have essential aids minimum, yeah. but uh, definitely I think we would see a ramp up in GDPR. And um, What is that? It is an EU uh, act, which is Data Privacy Act, in yeah. Global Data, Data Privacy Act, yeah. um, a regulation actually, G Global Data Privacy Regulation, but I'll, yeah. I'll share some insight on that. But it's a privacy act that is actually enabled in Europe. So if you're working with businesses in Europe, you have to follow those legislative requirements. 
some most of them are incorporated with ISO 27001, which yeah. is an information security standard. So really, when we look into those perspective, you make sure that all the compliances and checks and balances are intact. Yeah. And when you're dealing with those businesses, you know that the confidentiality of the customer is more important than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because if they engage with you, they have to make sure that you are compliant with their requirements, and that's a legislative requirement in that country. Yeah. And from the workplace of the future, so like for example, this office, how do you see it played out like with the technology that, because you could, I can, I can tell you have vast knowledge in IT. A lot of it I'm not even, you know, these terms are, you know, uh, I'm not quite aware of, but like, how do you see like from a practical pers uh, perspective, like how does the work environment is going to change? Because is it true that there's a lot more outsourcing taking place, a lot more, everything's going virtual. We're not even fully on 5G. Do you agree on that? Like yeah. everything is getting outsourced? Most okay. of it is. Yeah. And do you see that trend continue? Um, outsourcing? It might be because I think um, there is a balancing act. Most of the businesses are looking for automation. Mm. And so once they automate, they said, okay, by default, it has been outsourced. But at the same time, that information is being processed internally. So they don't have to pay the expense of that, yeah. you know, on a long longevity scale, depending upon how they've done that process of automation. So once you consider digital transformation of a business and making sure that you've done it right with the right providers, definitely there's a perks with yeah. the businesses. Uh, businesses such as Coastal Co-working Space or Co-Lab Space, we would definitely see a lot of VPN, virtual private networks to be implemented, spyware, malware to be implemented by default when you access anything from that space because mm -hmm. that means you're limiting the risks of anybody infiltrating so no yeah. data is being, you know, like small businesses usually use the space. Medium to large businesses would usually go out of collapse spaces. So you would see that sort of trend coming along anyway. And they would be required to, and very soon, if the business is considering exports of product or service, particularly service, they will require to follow the compliance requirements and risks and mitigation yeah. strategies around it. What is the last thing you think businesses are going to outsource? The very last thing, like, because they, 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 like we said, they keep outsourcing uh, um, some of the activities. But what is the last thing they outsource? I think at this point in time, it, and it is interesting, they want to outsource the IT bit. Because, and, uh, but that's the, actually, that's not the last thing, that's the first thing they outsource that I take care of IT mm -hmm. because we want to focus on yeah, our I mean, niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I like that because niche, yeah, it makes sense because, like, what the business, why, it's like, uh, I see it this way, and I don't know if you agree, but like, okay, so a business started with this idea, so they'll probably keep that, like doing the, that idea, you know, like that niche, what they wanted to do. And honestly, in my eyes, I see everything else getting outsourced. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? It depends upon the cash flow as well for the business, because when you are in a growth stage, you don't have enough cash flow to do the automation, you don't have cash flow enough, because you're in that stuck in that middle space yeah. and it, with the right people you can certainly grow yeah, true. But, from, from a, but once you grow then you can definitely outsource everything but when you've got limited information or limited uh, cash flow then you definitely want to you want to get it over and done with as soon as possible mm. but you don't want to deal with the technical stuff particularly you know like and this is where I say compliance businesses come to us to implement that compliance factor the auditing factor so that we can do that and give it to the business and they're like, okay, this is the audit report that you can have a look at and go for it. 
when they look at the report, they're like, this is very overwhelming. You know, mm. I have to make sure my st staff are aware of the security areas of the business and they have to have it in the job description and they have to be inducted properly. And they, so they're like, can you just fix all that? Because I don't want to do it because yeah. that's not my niche. And that's when we actually work with businesses and say, okay, these are the things that we need to make sure. For example, tailgating, physical tailgating of staff through offices when there is a security door is important, not only for COVID reasons, which has happened mm. recently, but also for the fact that you know who exactly was in that space. And if there was a breach, it's not about reprimanding them. It's more about what can be done correctly next time. So it's a lesson learned for that business because, and this is where it structures and businesses helps business grow, you know? And what's the worst that could happen? Like, I mean, if someone goes, it is quite overwhelming to have to basically consider all of these additional steps and procedures to like minimize the risk. But what's the worst that could happen to say us? Like, what do you think is the best, the worst well, thing if that you, Well, me? let's take the startup that was in Melbourne. I don't remember the name of the startup, but a startup in Melbourne, it had 10 million. Yeah. It went out in three days. It was a startup. So, so it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's bankrupt. Yeah. It had to record redundant, uh, you know, bankruptcy. And just imagine, you know, those two entrepreneurs who had passion for it and they've learned a very hard lesson out of it. And they're like, yeah, but you know, we hear it. It's not going to happen to us. That's what I, that's my mentality to be honest. Yeah. And, but it did. And they are out of business. Now, given that the space they were in was definitely tech. So definitely you're like, oh, and you know, you've got insurances that have provided you with an amazing forum that they say the businesses are actually facing each other, changing only a little bit of the brand name and actually opening a shop right in front of each other. I will put the, I will show you the video very yeah. soon on that one as well because that one was actually revolutionary because that is that's not no longer cyber that's information security breach because they have actually so it's brompton so they copy and paste a business copy and paste <laughs> a business. so instead of brompton like b yeah they have removed the b's uh line yeah and it's rom uh, three brompton so i was like no that's brompton actually but i'll i'll share the link with you in order to for you to see it no, so like uh, that, that's actually, yeah, scary times that if you can copy and paste a business, that would be scary. And this is where the businesses need to be vigilant, really, yeah. you know, just to make sure that what, you, what you've got out there, whether your brand is uh, accurate, whether it's up on mark, whether your employees are working yeah. to that brand, because the breach mostly happens within, with people, more, more so than anything else. Yeah. To me, it sounds like a good idea to probably get someone like you to just take care of this because uh, it's, it's not an area where I'm expert or want to really become an expert. Yeah. Like, see, in easy clean, we not we don't want to like be spending a lot of time with computers and like uh, figuring out security breaches. We just have another thing that that's what we in business. So, um, good job. Obviously, I found you, and that uh, you can probably take care of our cybersecurity. So, obviously, and going back to what you do. Um, you know, in, in the business that you work, um, what are some of the things that you think are providing more value to your customers, like the thing that you're most proud of? So there are three things yeah. from a business perspective, and this is the management system that we provide. So we yeah. do a lot of process maps. Okay. And uh, the critical, so there is a strategic, operational, and day-to-day -day levels in um, management system. Yeah. The strategic is, your, you know, you've got a strategy, you know what targets, what 
what are you targeting in terms of customers, you know exactly what needs to be done and that complements your marketing plan. So you make sure that that's part and parcel of the information that is being received. Yeah. The other part is operational. So operational can include your risks management. So for example, going out to a business, for example, let's just take your competitor. So there is a risk because you two would be bidding for the same project. So what's your unique value proposition? What's your advantage? Whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a threat, because it's a competitive advantage we're talking about. So those are the areas that, you know, to help business grow, you need to learn what, where, which part are we focusing on and that's where you go. The other area of the business is primarily looking at procedures. So you've got one-stop shop, you have a look, and this is the index actually, and when I have a look, and it is automatically connected to different parts of the business, and it enables you to automatically feed in information wherever is relevant in terms of having that information up to date. We make sure that we, you know, we review it and we've got all the feedback and information through this reporting. Yeah. So realistically speaking, it's managing your risks and managing your managing your risks, managing your strategy, that you've got the right strategy in place based on whatever complements you've got, like marketing plan or sales plan. Yeah. And at the same time making sure that you've got the procedures and the job descriptions in place for the staff that they know exactly where they stand and yeah. what they have to do. That's something we were sort of struggling um, last year with, so definitely and so with this, like how was COVID like for you guys like in terms of like you obviously a lot of businesses shut down but then the, have you seen like is it picked up since or was it like a straight boom for you guys or what was it like? So we have done some pivots. Yeah. So for example, we implemented information security into the business. So I'm a lead auditor in that space. Yeah. So now I can implement it and so both I do audits from an auditor's perspective. I put that hat on, but at the same time I I do a basic audit or gap analysis for businesses so that they know what are the gaps that they need okay. to complete and how they need to implement it. So it could quite simply be that and I just say that this is how you need to implement it. Now if you want to come back to me and want an implementation, of course I can help you there. Mm. But you know That sounds like good I think and even to share with the, the audience like you know, if they're concerned about what we're talking about, which is a real issue and it's you can just Google it. And obviously I think that a lot of people are gonna agree that they've not they don't have the skills or capability or time to think about like okay, how do I audit my security um, issues, uh, cyber security issues so you can offer that service, like basically yeah. they come to you for like, uh, an audit. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I just do an audit on the existing systems yeah. and you know, I look in how many, so for example, when I mean- it's like, Yeah, it's like going to the doctor, but like for, for the in, like software, <laughs> internet, it's crazy, like for IT, you know? Yes, Okay, here's, um, you have a like broke this leg or you know, you need an x-ray here or you should do more exercise with your legs or whatever it is, like that's what it seems like, you know, because but the good part is, once it's done, once you've implemented, yeah. you li need little to n no support. Yeah. But that does not mean that, you know, like I've got businesses that actually say, okay, once a month, can you come and just do a patch up? And you know, it's like patching a software. You come in and do a patch up, mm. and then you go back and you come in another month and you say, okay, what are the opportunities for improvement? What have you recorded? See what businesses have done currently. And how yeah. we can improve it, okay, let's just follow that process, you know, be it yeah. internal audits or areas for improvement or managing a risk. We're like, oh my God, you know, there's this new competitor and it's buying all, all the small businesses out. Okay, so yeah. let's mitigate that risk. 
What do you guys think? And most of the businesses actually use that for, use us for that service as well. They mm. can just come back and say, you know what, we're quite happy with the way you've done. You've got systems and uh, structure in place. Just continue with it because that's going to make our lives easier instead of bringing on someone full time and paying them. Whereas you can just come in for a day or two in a month do it and go back to yeah. yeah one of the thing the biggest things for me like was like when you introduce us to teams microsoft teams which is absolutely amazing now we probably have like you know it's like the organization presented in um in software where like we have a team for each area of the business and different channels so that was great um hey but i wanted to actually before i forget ask you so you mentioned that um i may have inspired you to start a podcast yeah that's true that's actually yeah it makes me so happy and what is the podcast going to be about like um as in um, I guess, what do you want to, what have you got curiosity about? What do you want to like bring out of people? Because um, for me, can I say like this podcast thing is just really been, um, you know, a life changing experience because I guess it allows me to be um, completely and uh, genuinely curious what I want to ask, like, what I really want to know from people. And because it's on one on one, I can really get into detail in the conversation. Like, you know, um, that's what I really, I love it so much, to be honest. So, then to hear that you want to start your own podcast and, and that maybe I'll be a guest. Yes, you would. That makes me so happy. So, but yeah, tell me what is your what's behind your idea of podcast? What are you curious about? What is what is you know? So my 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 background is primarily entrepreneurship and innovation management. So definitely in that space. Yeah. So just learning the journey of the entrepreneur on how they started, why did they start, what they started, and what made them grow to the extent that they did, what were the changes, that major changes that they did. Like one of them quite easily, uh, knowing you, it, it could be a systems. You put in different systems and you changed the way around you work. Mm. So instead of using WhatsApp and Facebook, Workplace yeah. and all the other apps in the world, you just started using Microsoft Teams and just streamlined yeah. your workplace and in such a manner that you've got everything in one-stop shop but, that's but why, why do you enjoy that why, why is it makes you smile why does it like what is it about it like in detail well um i am a creative soul and i like the way people think so mm -hmm. you know what makes them tick is something that actually you would be passionate about speaking as well so definitely from a perspective i think i'm i've got very my background like my great grandfathers and everyone else they've been businessmen so i come from a line of business mm. through and through so i mean my dad was first in service and that was a major hit for him because that was definitely out of the normality yeah. for him but at the same time um that's that's in the gene so i love entrepreneurial areas and see how simple things can make your life much easier yeah or more difficult and you yeah. know in COVID. um there's, most of the businesses have pivoted. They have seen, yeah. you know, like you actually launched a podcast in 2020, which is an amazing yeah. overall, but at the same time, it gives the opportunity for people to hear about them, learn personally about their journey, and, you know, connect on a different level, mm. you know, different intellectual level. Yeah. No, definitely. I think there's like a, a ton of more people can probably um, talk to and like, it, it, like exactly that similar, you know, what's what it's been like to um, go through COVID and where I think that they, a lot of people worked the hardest they've ever worked and, and that. So, all right, well, I look forward to them being a guest in your podcast. It would be great. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say um, or show. 
Um, not really. I do not have anything to show at the moment, but definitely um, keep an eye out on potentially a podcast coming. Okay. And you, another thing is that you know I would like to actually meet with uh, some of my most special guests. I want to meet again in maybe six months or a year, and because I think it would be really cool to sort of like look back at uh, where we were now. Yeah. And where are we gonna be in a year? That would be really cool. So okay. maybe that's when we'll um, be back in this podcast. But until then, I go to yours. Yeah. When when do you think you're gonna launch it? I I haven't planned it because you know <laughs> we just spoke about it just yeah. like a okay. cup of coffee. So I have not really put that in a plan perspective. Okay. And everything requires a plan, particularly when it's. Really well, if you hang out enough with me, it'll probably be like you know it's like doing like fun. yeah. <laughs> so because that's yeah that's how I am. I, I roll, I guess, sometimes. And I think it's out of control sometimes, but, you know, it's like... Anyways. Yeah, but that's, that's the fun part about yeah. being with, you know, like-minded entrepreneurs that actually think and work in the similar space. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So, for more information about cybersecurity, follow the link below in the description where you'll be taken to um, Asrara's uh, website. Make sure to like this video, comment actually if you have any questions because I'm going to get asked right to answer them for you in, in regards to cybersecurity. If you have any questions for me, what do you find the most interesting about this video? And lastly, subscribe because we're going to have amazing podcasts coming up. So I look forward to it and stay tuned. See you then.